You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Guys, do I come off like an insincere douche? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we are starting a band called Pavlov's Dogs because we we really go right into that. It's really hard not to just go into our our, our rhythm. So I, I mean, do you think you want to come across? I, I mean, so you're asking because you're concerned. Well, when I say I'm Patrick, I feel like I there's something wrong with me. Like I'm, I, that's an insincere douche tone that I have. I mean, there's I, nothing I, natural about it. I no. usually go well because for all of us, though. Yeah, right. Like I, I usually I had to my my I'm Bob is usually more reaction. I'm Bob. I try to straight. I go to flat on Bob because I don't want to come up like you. You go. I'm Patrick. You know what I mean? It's not I'm Patrick or. Yeah. I'm Patrick, but but we can't all be flat, right? No, no, no. Well, you need you need if you were flat, I would have to go up. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know. So it it's fine, it works. But like, how many times in your life before recording podcasts were you like, "Hey, I'm Patrick," you know? I I just feel like I'm selling real estate when I give that line. I mean, did, did you, Tom, when we recorded the ads for our? Our ball shaving overlords, manscaped. Please, axe the grind, spell it out, all that stuff. Um, did you get? To, did you get a chance to hear me and Patrick's most recent reads? Uh, yes, I did. We tried to do them as straight as possible, as the like, uh, you know, the, the the prank on ourselves. But it did cause people to have questions. Does Patrick actually shave his balls in the gym? Yeah, which I do, by the way. Confirmed. People, people can feel however they fucking want to feel about That's that. What disgusting. are you? What are you? What are you supposed to do there? This is like people that are like, your balls at home. Oh God, this is like people that are like, don't trim your toenails on the train. Why not? Uh, yo, thank you to our sponsors. Oh Let's go to today. Uh, we are going to feature two of them, but you know we have infinite love for Run for Cover Records. We have infinite love for To Live a Lie. And we have infinite love for Closed Casket Activities and Death Wish Inc. Today, those are the two we're talking about. Guys, as we've been having fun with, we're playing a game. Closed Casket Activities. I have randomized our three names. Um, Starting off with Tom. Tom, we're doing apparel today. So I am going into the Closed Casket Activities catalog by going to closedcasketactivities.com. I would like you to choose from one of the following sections. Hat, long sleeves, sweatshirt, or t-shirt. So the wearables. Hat, long long sleeve. sleeve. You're going long sleeve. Going long. All right. Now, I have... Okay. Not a big selection, but I'd like you to pick a number between one and five. 
Let's go three. You are getting the Jarhead Fertilizer Narc Longsleeve. Uh, just to describe it, it has a picture of a cop shooting someone in a box. It says Silence the Narc. Um, looks pretty solid. A uh, On the back is a gun with one bullet in the chamber. I think this is a win. I think you've done well. I can't I wait think- to explain these. Yeah, I don't know. This is <laughs> not a. Party. Yeah, where can you wear this jarhead fertilizer narc long sleeve? Nowhere in New York City. Not on an airplane. Nope. Not at my parents. Not like not at my family. No, right. Um. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Well, actually, Tom, uh, Eric Adams, uh, I think just won, and well, he's no. yeah, he's promising. Mean, he's going to win, and promises to uh, carry a sidearm while he's uh, yes, that's right, conducting that. his mayoral duties. So. Uh, maybe you're good. Hey, I might be ahead of the curve. <laughs> Tom, I'm giving you two options. Uh, the three of us go on a trip to get ice cream at a Stewart's Upstate because they have non-dairy ice cream. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you could wear the Jarhead Fertilizer long sleeve to the convenience store in Upstate New York, or you can wear it while we go play paintball in Central New Jersey. What's your choice? Um, I'll probably get away with it at paintball. Yeah, I think it's a paintball long sleeve. So everybody go get your paintball on closecaskactivities.com and pick up a long sleeve. Patrick, you ended up as number two. So I am free this week, which means next week I have to go. Um, I would like you to give me a... We're going to deathwishing.com. Deathwish, purveyors of aggressive music of all types, sorts, etc., uh, huge sections. You are going to select between. Wow, they have a big apparel section. Can I just click apparel? Oh, I'm just clicking apparel. All right. I believe. Hmm. All right. I'm going to sort this. I'm not going to do it alphabetically. I'm sorting it by best selling. It's all. I would like you to pick. Um, hmm. Pick between one and three. 30. One in 40, actually. Okay. Uh, 26. Okay. Sorry, I'm having to do math. All right. You are getting the Thou Rea Silvia black t shirt. Uh, to describe this, the text on the front reads like a question without answers, like a king without a throne. Uh, kind of a bronze print with a giant wolf. Oh, it's the Romulus and Remus art. Okay. So it's uh, the tw- the twins suckling at the teat of a wolf. Back has a very tasteful upper, upper shoulder print of thou. Um, is this a t-shirt you will wear? Uh, in what? Ca- it's not long sleeve, right? Nope. T-shirt. T-shirt. Uh, I'm only long sleeves this year. Okay. Well, you have to wear it. So you are being given the same <laughs> choice. Are we wearing it to Stewart's or are you going to wear it playing paintball? Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's wear it to Stewart's. How was that ice cream? It was passable. Uh, good taste, not my favorite consistency. I like something that's like almost spongy. <laughs> All right, everyone, go to deathwishing.com. Uh, if you are confused about what to buy, uh, go to random.org. Put some numbers in and just randomize. Buy yourself a shirt. They have a lot of really cool shirts. Um, do you know quietly and thank you to all our sponsors. Do you know quietly how good Stewart's regular ice cream is? I don't. It's really fucking good. 
Like I, really good. I know people that live by it. It's like um, and die by it. Yeah, yeah, well, rightfully so. I would say they're okay. They have Marionberry. That's really good. They have a mint fudge that rivals almost any like uh, fuck. Yeah, mint cookie crumble. No, that's yeah, mint cookie crumble. Yeah, that's the one. Um, which you can get in the cone half gallon or pint damn those are truly upstate selections <laughs> well do you want a cone or do you want a half gallon um, yeah, those, yeah oh actually uh hold on totally boring upstate fact my mother told me two days ago this is why she does not go to stewart's because uh the volume that they give you is just uh too much yes yeah i mean rightfully so uh that ice cream is as good as i'd say 90 percent of ice cream i've gotten at like specialty ice cream places so mm. Um, shout out to Stewart's that seems to be trying to sell people with their website on why you should shop there. We are closer to you. Home of flavors sharing with you. What the fuck is this? All right. Um, guys, how you doing? What's up? I'm doing, all, I'm doing all right, but can I extend something that is, this actually has nothing to do with hardcore music or music. However, there is significant crossover in the feeling that I'm having right now. Hmm. Don't ever pull me into your bullshit. Ever. That's across any field that I work in. Just don't, like, you run into these people in your life that just want to drag you into their bullshit, and you like, it's not your bullshit, and you got enough bullshit, and they want to make their bullshit your bullshit for a day. I'm I'm experiencing this in another field (laughs) at the moment. And uh, I'm just going to project it out to our listeners Hey, everybody, we all got our own bullshit. There's more than enough to go around. You don't got to share any more than you have. It's fine. Yeah. Yo, if you can keep your bullshit and not make it someone else's bullshit, you're living good. Do do that. Just Um, more respectful, too. I didn't ask for bullshit. Yo, you know what's not bullshit? Tom, that, that real bay shit san jose show incredible crazy like is this just what we got to look forward to now like hey if you do a show in california one well yo let me just pull back it's not just doing a show that show was a fucking banger um if you do a banger show in california uh five to ten times the amount of people that you think are just going to show up yeah it's like two thousand people yep in a fucking parking lot (laughs) it looks crazy um I mean, someone was asking me, like, well, where else could this happen? Oh. And I'm like, not New York. For several oh, reasons. That's a good question. Because, number one, where the fuck in New York City are you going to be able to do this? Like, outside, you know, other than the park, you know. And, no, that's a good question. But, like, you know, there are very few bands in United States hardcore right now. That have the energy around them that Tsunami, um, Gulch, Drain, Gulch, and Drain have. And yeah. you have fucking Zobalba. Yeah. Zobalba, yeah. And, you know, hard, and hard to go wrong. Young, Scowl and Eyes Over My. Like, there's so much. Like, the only the comp that I can only, the only thing I can think of here is like, if you got like, but it's different. But like, if you got like fucking Incendiary Mind Force, you know, uh, I mean, I mean you have to, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, man, you have to have every hot thing, everything good. Like, yeah, 
I, 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 I'm putting, I, I think it's time to throw the gauntlet down on that real East Coast, West Coast. East Coast show's been looking good. There's a lot good coming up. But people better show out like they did on the West Coast because, God damn. It just looks like so much fun. And it looked like it, it looked like a real show, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. It looked like a fucking hardcore show. It didn't look like, as Pat loves to say, the looky-loos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were just like driving by. I'm alternative or I'm a weirdo. I'm just going to go to this. This is like, oh, it's like all hardcore kids. Did you did you guys get to watch any of the videos? I haven't seen a, a, even a photograph. I've been oh, like, wow. wow, I've been real jammed up with work. I haven't seen I'll shit. Get the fuck okay, out PK, jammed you, up with so, work. I am going to fucking flip my computer. <laughs> Patrick, uh, do you have a vague memory of the first Sound and Fury and the kind of uh, business complex that it was sort of a part of? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so to describe this, it's more, it's modern industrial park, California style, two, maybe three story buildings, uh, usually white exteriors, some loading docks, but it's, it's cleaner than you think of when you think industrial park on the East coast. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was like a spitting image for that. And actually a couple of people messaged me that saying, Hey, it was like, it was like outside the Alpine in, in Ventura. Um, so shout out to the old heads who get that reference. But there were just people wall to wall outside of this spot, and everybody got a big reaction. Like yeah. literally everybody. Yeah, um, I heard. I heard. Speaking of the looky lose drive bys, I heard that there was a crust band. The quote was, and if this is if band wants to identify, we'll, we'll shout you. A band showed up to the show, drove up in a van. Dudes unloaded their amps. Drummer was set up with his kit in the van. They just played between bands, played like five songs, and then packed up and left, drove away. Brilliant. <laughs> That's cool. It's really wild. Like, there's just a wild energy around this shit right now. And also, I mean, not to like, you know, I hate to be the the person who does like the, let me retell this joke that the comedian said. Mm. But if I don't know if you've watched, if you have, I watched the, literally all the videos just because nice. I was like, I can't get enough of this because it was yeah. just so fucking cool. Um, singing from Tsunami, you know, it, it starts off saying how thrilled he was. And, and you know, they did like a pop up shop where they sold merch and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, really, really happy. Everyone's like really stoked. Then, like, two or three songs in, he was like, you know, thanks for everyone coming out. If this is your first show, make sure you stick around, blah, blah, blah. Like really kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. and he's like, you know, anybody travel, you know, thanks to everybody that traveled for the show. Like anyone travel here from, from here, from outside of California. And he's like, raise your hand. So like a bunch of people raise their hand. He goes, this song's about you. It's called, you're a bitch. <laughs> Pretty good. Fuck Pretty good. That song about like, if you're not from the Bay, you're a bitch. Dude, I was fucking cackling. Yeah. That's a good setup. Oh, yeah. it was so good. It was fantastic. And they sounded great. It was a fucking war bad. zone for all the bands. It was I'm fucking jealous that I it's not I'm not twenty years younger and living in somewhere in somewhere between Los Angeles and Chico. Mm. Tom, I think you got the itch. I think I think you're ready for some gigs. <laughs> to go to gigs? Did yeah. Did yeah. I say I would love so much if I showed up and and, and they're like, anybody travel from Albany, New York? 
And I raise my hand and they're like, this one goes out to you. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. And it's like, it's like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, oh, you got me. I would like it so much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like built into like going to see them. So you're not like, hey, wait a minute. No, I mean, listen. It's fucking, fucking great. Anybody could do that to me. Taylor Swift could do that to me. I think it would be funny. <laughs> okay, I mean, that I would be funny. I hope, I hope next time Paramore tours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking Haley says it about you. Like anyone? Yeah, hey, at the at the uh, at the LA show, when she's like, "Hey, any, anyone here uh, from, like from Albany, floor. New York? Yeah. Right? Ah, you're a bitch." <laughs> uh, can you imagine how my annoying my mentions would be for like three days if if uh, I, th- Haley from Paramore called you a bitch at the like fucking oh, uh, what's it. the big what's the big outdoor. The- the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I think it meant to be a mess. She came out wearing a drug church shirt and, and she was like, You guys know this band? Everybody's like, Yeah, and she's like, A bunch of bitches. And we're like, Oh, no. <laughs> no also, really? I thought you were nice. Yoink. <laughs> to add to that, so that that was Saturday. Sunday, Zobalba does their, their record release show in LA. Mm hmm. At 1720, a big venue that I think Incendiary played the last time they were out there. That it would it was like them in Section Eight and that band Barrage that was like one of the yep. earlier punk bands that did the the the, the, the show with the, the LA shows for sure for sure yep. Um, I'm I'm blanking on no else, but like that was sold out. So that's like another fucking you know eight hundred thousand people. Yo, um, uh, record release show for that record, um, Anjos de Inferno. Yeah, they, they, right. they came out a year ago. So, yo, um, what's what's the guide? We, we're doing an episode uh, called "How to Act" or "How to Be Chill" at some point in the not too distant future. But this is like a little mini taster. Um, you'll get your tickets. Um, you didn't spend money on going to shows for like a year and a half. Put out, put out. Um, there's more cool stuff coming. Uh, you guys probably people saw. The uh, uh, some tours announced already. Uh, the Terror Drain One Step Closer Dare tour just got announced today for September, basically full right. US. US. Uh, there's more stuff that's like coming out. Yo, just just get ready to go, have fun, enjoy yourself. If you feel comfortable, if you don't, you don't have to. It's it's all good. Um, and yo, it's it's like. It's like one of these things where I think everyone is so it's almost like everyone's shaking with excitement to get to do some cool ass shit. And like uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of the room, Mike Shaw from Mind Force, Colossus, Sentinel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we were like, yo, there's so many good hardcore bands of all different types, all different sounds that there's maybe more so than at any time I can remember there's literally something, not just something for everyone, something very good for someone. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of sick. I love that. Hardcore is great. Um, with that said, Tom, why don't you lead us into uh, our next portion of the episode? Sure. So, you know, in in the spirit of things opening up, uh, mm. shows are happening, places in New York I mean, mm. New York went from like everyone's got to wear a mask everywhere to be like, "Fuck it, we're we're doing this." Coughing each other's miles, we don't care anymore. Um, but uh, I have a buddy of ours, um, Dave Castillo from St. Vitus. Uh, you know, we want to have them on because they're they're starting the reopening, and you know, 
they're if if you're not from the Northeast or whatever, they're kind of like this sort of you know metal bar for lack of a better term but it's like a punk metal bar but it's like when you think punk bar you think of like gross dive that like you can't like put your jacket down because there's gonna be a roach in it yep um this is like super cla- like it's like this, this is a nice classic. bar this you could nice go bar. to this place like like on a date and not feel like i'm like bringing this person to like their 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 doom yes. um it's one of the best rooms if not, it's probably the best room um in in you know in the city for any kind of heavy show sound is great so he's coming on he's going to talk about some of the stuff they've have coming up um there's a a special little uh thing embedded in there like so really mm. listen closely that um yeah. if you you're if you listen to this podcast this is a band that all three of us agree on yep. wholeheartedly yep. it's not one of eight but it's one of those mm. so so keep your ears tuned in cuz you'll Hopefully catch this soon enough to maybe catch something else soon enough. And Patrick, did you know mm. we're, we're, we're like uh, we're like summer Santa Claus today. You know that? Okay. We're in a giving mood. Mm. Tom, you know what we're doing right after that? I do. I'm very excited about this. Yo, everybody. It's Koyo live on Axe to Grind. So stay tuned. Hello, all. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> it's the fucking worst intro ever, dude. I'm, listen, I'm that very well. Like I'm uh, uh, not used to like, being on camera. Let's, let's be real. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little weed. Hold on, yeah. one second. <laughs> Hello, now, 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 now you guys are making me do it. So, Fabulous. The thing is, I'm so used to doing things one way that when mm-hmm. you mix it up, there's a little stutter in One way system, oi polloi. Yeah, one way oh, system. Oh my indeed. god. Uh, one way system. I haven't thought about that band in years. Jesus, Louise. I don't know why. They were tipping my Bob, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Bob, would you Very, do a favor? Yes, sir. Do you know uh, off the top of your head who Brian Polito is? Yes. Brian Polito. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Uh, Evil Ernie, Lady Death, yes. uh, Chaos, uh, Comics. Chaos Comics. Okay. Yeah. Not that Chaos look, Comics. Look at. Is, is it so. He's become very successful at crowdfunding. Yeah. Would you go look at his Wikipedia and his outfit in his Wikipedia, please? Oh, Brian Polito. Oh, wow. He's looking good. Did he get that at Party City? No question. FTW. Patch. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um <laughs> If you want, if anybody else wants to join us, Tom, it's P U L I D O. Um, he's the manager of a party Dude, city. On this outfit. Yeah, Brian Polito. Yeah, he is. Brian Polito. The best Bad part is. is the so there's the 2017 photo and the 2008 photo. If you look at the 2008 photo, he is so anachronistic that he could have been time traveled from. 1968, 78, 88, like he's believable from any decade. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a very confused man. Yeah, I, 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 he does, he, he like sells comics by like doing this to people. You know what I mean? Like he's like very into like rock and roll. Uh, oh, cool. Anyway. Sorry, Patch. Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> Check the other one. This Check is- the one where he's just a black shirt. And wow, like, he looks uh, like, a, he looks like a wrestler that like Hulk Hogan beat up in the eighties. Yo, he could. He, also he could be. <laughs> he, 
yeah, he could work at a gas station any decade other than maybe now. You know what I mean? Like it's perfect. Uh, uh. Nice leather wristlet. I like yep. the all the <laughs> wristlet on his jacket, except for the Misfits one, are kind of like arbitrary. Like they're yes. not. Right. They don't belong to anything. No. No, like it's not a band. It's like, it's it's like, not, it's like FTW. You're 50. No, it's like when you're. It's like when you're in Los Angeles and everybody's car has stickers for social distortion, but then also Universal Monsters. You know what I mean? Where you're like, yeah. What, yeah. I don't know yeah. what this is. Yo, I will <laughs> say this is that photo is him speaking at the 2017 Phoenix Comic Con. <laughs> there was no less than eight dudes who had the exact same look as him. In the same age range. Phoenix Comic Con. Oof. Mm. Not a hot. Like, I am not even looking at this guy, but I just feel like he robbed the Spencer's gifts or something. Yeah, <laughs> yes. dead on. Okay. Taped it all to his. Taped it all to his his uh, sleeveless denim vest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get started, fellas. Cool. Okay. Hey there, everybody. Uh, we're doing a, a a special little treat, a little uh, it, it, whatever the. Uh, audio format of an infograph is we're trying to convey data to you in this moment and uh to do that to talk to your we parents on, about saint vitus Sorry. We, we brought on the best dude ever uh hi i'm david castillo owner and town buyer of saint vitus thanks to ask to grind for having me on what's up dudes how you doing what up david thank Very you for well. being on for a long time, first time, first time, long time, whatever yeah, it is. We'd I'm like excited to, to be here. Well, we'll take your answers off the air. Thank you very much. All right. Um, <laughs> yo, David, uh, we've been talking about it for a little bit now. Shows are back, huh? Yeah, man, it's happening. It's pretty fucking crazy. You know, when uh, your entire life gets canceled, you know, indefinitely, it's a real trip. And, uh, you know, like that's my job that's my artistic aspect of my life my social life right, a lot of right. it is revolved around music so i've been sitting in this little red room that you're looking at just kind of hanging out <laughs> um making clothes and trying to keep this business afloat with my my rad partners for you know the pandemic and to sort of see that light at the end of the tunnel and you know we uh just started announcing shows this week we had an announcement on Brooklyn Vegan where we announced like King Woman and Acacia Strain and, uh, you know, like just a bunch of shows at home base. And then uh, I'm doing a big show with Incendiary and God's Hate uh, at Elsewhere yep. in Brooklyn on 11.5. So my hat is firmly back in the ring and I'm excited to be back doing, you know, what I love. And it feels pretty surreal to uh anxiously be staring at a ticketing back end wondering if people are going to buy tickets so yeah. i feel good <laughs> and, i feel you know, i feel i'll feel back to my normal place i think life. we all are on team you're gonna you're gonna see those those tickets are gonna they're gonna move um this is the section fly. where we can go esoteric and we'll ask you weird questions and then then i do want to make sure we actually talk about some of the specific stuff coming up because that's like straight up exciting for all of sure. us everybody out there listening what was your rock bottom moment through this past 18 months? Just to, just to like liven up the room. What was the darkest moment for you in terms of this? I don't, you know, like, Hey man, I don't, we don't need to get too personal, but I know this is more like you said, this was, this is a giant part of your life. What was the rock bottom moment where it was like, man, this does not feel good. 
Oh, man. Yeah, there is a few. <laughs> it's been a, 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 you know, it was kind of roller coaster vibe, you know, but honestly, when when we really had to just like close, and then when you realize that the situation was, you know, kind of in an existential way, just so much bigger than yourself, in a way that is just like, this is so out of my control, in, in any capacity that, you know, you just kind of don't know uh, what measures can be taken, right? Like I, I'm not, you know, teaching kids or saving lives or doing a lot of the, the more essential things that have been happening in society. So, you know, it kind of quickly went from just like, whoa, holy shit, we closed, you know, like being closed is the worst, like yeah. just full stop, right? You get shut down or closed, that is the worst. But then not knowing if it's for a night, a month or whatever, it took some time to kind of get honestly, oddly comfortable with that idea. And just to be like, okay, I'm not going to like really fight against the fucking tide here. Right. I'm going to maybe try and ride a couple of new waves and try and solve some, some situations, you know? Um, but it was, it was hard, you know, and it was very, um, just, I think for a, a lot of people, just not knowing what the next day sort of brings was, was really weird and feeling, you know, rather responsible for, you know, something that's, you know, provides people their livelihoods and jobs and yeah. something that, I, you know, I, I've been doing for a long, a long time, 10 years now this year, right? So well, when you take that, you know, that whole thing um, together, it was, it was really weird. A lot of just like staring at the ocean, drinking one of these yeah. and just being like, well, man, let's fucking see what happens. It's just like, we're just going to have to just like deal with it. And I'm a pretty proactive person. You know, I actually obviously organize a lot of things for the bar and, uh, and that's, that's sort of what I do. So it was a unfamiliar territory for sure. So once I, you know, there was a little bit of pushing back, but then once I kind of just gave into it in a way, I was like, all right, well, let's see what else there is for us here. You know? Nice. Now, Dave, can I, can I ask you a question? We don't know each other. I've played your venue a number of times. I just heard you talk for a few minutes and you seem like a very cool dude. What are you doing in live music? Oh, thanks. Uh, you know what? Um, this is what happens when you have a philosophy degree and you go to get a job, Facts. you know? <laughs> I, so, you know, it, it, um, so I said existentialism four times in a row and then I talked about hardcore and then I go home, you know, there's an orchid record somewhere in here. And like, that's, that's <laughs> basically, that's basically what you got, you know? Um, yeah. I mean that, that basically sort of sums it up. You know, I, I ended up, you know, I thought I was going to get a PhD um, earlier in my life. I'm, I still could go to grad school or something if I wanted to like credentials wise, you know, I, I graduated undergrad, I did pretty well. Um, but, you know, I kind of felt like I, I wanted to go experience my favorite philosophers and sociologists and stuff. They did a lot of things before they kind of continued their studies and things of that nature. So I just wanted to kind of get in the mix. And I was very um, charmed by like New York City. You know, I grew up on Long Island, LHC, Puerto Vida. And uh, I was like, yo, I want to go to, you know, I was just very charmed by like the whole idea of like downtown New York and, and you know, all of those sort of stories and just being in the mix of that was something I just wanted to sort of experience. And then I kind of, I just kind of stayed, you know, and I found myself uh, just sort of getting back into the things that I used to do as a teenager, but in a much more 
professionalized way. I have like a really weird journey back into it. You know, like it was nothing I tried to do in a way. I just liked really weird music and was willing to champion it. Now, these, I I really apologize. I'm going to keep pulling on a thread here. So pull away. Tug. uh, This, this sounds condescending and I don't intend it to be so. I just need you to understand my frame of reference. I deal with so many shithead club owners like that. I, I, you're just, you are just presenting like a normal man. And I'm sitting here going, is anybody noticing this dude? This dude is fucking cool, but it's, it's not like you're, it's not like you're doing anything mind blowing here. You're just having a normal conversation. However, I deal, I like, I play a lot of spots now and I got to say, I hate everybody. So like, I'm, I, I, you just sound normal, Patrick. This is this is how we win, right here. This is, is the, 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 this is it. Is that we actually created a place that we want to play? You know what I mean? I play music. Artie Shepherd, Bad Trip, Mind Over Matter, Aerotype Eleven, George Salidas, my other partner, has played bass in a ton of bands. Also played touring bass in Matt Pond, PA. We are we're all music people, right? So we just wanted to create something where like that's what it is right i kind of come from more of the talent buying part they really built like the bar you know and 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 certain aspects like that so it's like we are like the user i mean thanks for calling me normal you know i got the pinky ring and hair you know down to my ass but like that's tight you know whatever you want to do but yeah it's it's just basically that it's like that's how that's how we we win basically we created something that was for people like you to use, right? And and to be de- easy to deal with, good sound, you know, cool place to actually hang out in, you know, yep. where you're not just like getting there, running the fuck out of the venue, like God, this is horrible. Where's there a decent bar in this fucking town? So st- a lot of stuff like that. So we just kind of poured that experience into it, especially you know Artie and George and then me, kind of just you know bringing music, bringing the the acts that you know uh, i care about that we care about that the cultures that come to st vitus like give a shit about right and obviously hardcore being a huge part of that so okay i i guess maybe we should give a a tiny bit we're getting into you as a man but maybe we should give our audience who are not new yorkers or don't travel a little frame of reference so uh st vitus is a how many cap venue um 225 225. I realized I might have jammed you up legally. If, I don't know what. It is. <laughs> I, I yeah, did you see that I took a, I took a, swig, like, a really big swig of beer so I could just like process it real fast? Yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. So, so, we'll so, go with 225. Okay, so so the fire marshal says 225, and we adhere to that here. So uh, it is uh, so not a massive venue. That's actually a perfect size venue for a healthy hardcore act. Uh, stage is approximately how high? two feet i'd say like 18 inches to two feet it's perfect so it it is basically a perfect venue for guitar music uh sound sound is good certainly uh is uh god damn what's the place in greenpoint that was there for a number brooklyn bazaar uh brooklyn bazaar which was a nice venue uh to play in the respect that it was big made you feel cool for a second uh, really brutal sound at times. Uh, Vitus doesn't hit you with that brutal sound. It's uh, it, it's an altogether pleasant experience. Uh, staff has never given me any shit, which I appreciate very much. Which you'd be su- maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but a lot of our <laughs> listeners, a lot of our listeners might be surprised. 
there's a venue, for example, that I'm playing on an upcoming tour that pretty much bands don't like, don't want to play despite, and it's like in one of those markets where you basically got to play it, but everybody wants to fight the sound guy. Sound guy's gotten beaten up like twice it, and he just doesn't stop. He's like a machine of assholeness. And it's, it's, impre- it's impressive. It's impressive on one level. And then on the other level, when you got to deal with him, it's a fucking nightmare. But anyway, point is, uh, Vitus has not given me any of that energy, which I appreciate very much. Uh, and you typically you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it can be manufactured, but, but, uh, for our listeners, what kind of shows are you doing on like weekly? You would say it's a mix of what? Um, metal punk and hardcore primarily. And then I would say also like industrial and, and post-punk music a lot. And we also do some, you know, parties and, and stuff of that nature on the weekends and stuff. But like, you know, I mean, we've been able to have, you know, a, just a plethora of bands play from nothing to judge to, you know, uh, incendiary panic, American nightmare, uh, quicksand, Madball, quicksand. I mean, it, the, the list kind of goes on, you know, descendants, hot water music. I tried to kind of, I think that we just took a lot of influence from like the venues that came before us, you know, the Coney Island highs of the world, the CBGBs of the world, and just tried to kind of create this like little home for the, uh, kind of the darker side of, of music in, in New York city. You know, at the time, uh, you guys kind of referenced this. There was a lot of, you know, po- like a lot of indie rock boom and like kind of, you know, th- those sorts of musics, um, which, I, you know, truth be told, I like a decent amount of that stuff and, and know plenty of people in those bands. But there always needed to be a home for, you know, a lot of my favorite musics, which is, you know, hardcore, punk, metal, those sorts of things. And where did that really go? And there was a time where, in my opinion, there were like really reputable bands and playing really unreputable places <laughs> and like it just didn't feel right like we didn't have in the greatest city in the world like a place where bands could really like grow into it or just you know kind of like be in their own uh like sauce in in, in a certain way you know everything didn't feel like a fit it was like the hardcore band at this weird like blown out bar or like this band that was like too heavy for this party or something like that. Or like, Hey, you're being shuffled away because we have like 22 other things that are a priority for the bar that night, you know? And all of that never really makes anybody feel so good. Right. Or just, it doesn't really um, gestate or create like a great environment to, you know, have a great like scene locally and also to attract people who might want to play it you know, just in, in general. Right. So that's really what, what we were trying to do. And it seems sort of simple enough, but I feel like at the time it was, it was pretty bleak out there and there would always be some weird owner or some shit like that. That would always, if a cool spot popped up, that would just like fuck it up. You know, it's like, Oh, now, you know, now it's a polka themed venue, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, so weird, you know, in Greenpoint, you're like, ah, oh, I guess that's what happened. So, um, you know, this is run by a bunch of musicians from New York. So, uh, and if this is going to get you in trouble, you can just sort of wave to me. We're on a video conference call, everyone right now. You can, you can just, uh, wave to me if this is a topic that you don't want to get too into. Uh, you ever, you ever run into any headaches with, uh, booking in New York? I don't mean like gang shit. What I mean is like, uh, are you ever 
Have you ever had to say no to something that then gets an attitude for years at a time? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I feel, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I feel like that just happens all the time. You know what I mean? Like people will, you know, look, I'm not going to book every band. Uh, I, I, I like what I, I like. And I also do have a great team around me. You know, there's Tyler, there's Dano, there's Caroline, there's a lot of other people around that definitely have some input into programming and things already in George, of course, you know, just like they see what I'm doing and, and, and stuff like that. But I'm trying to do crazy shit all the time. Like we've had underplays that are just at this point, it's like the descendants played there. Megadeth played there. Anthrax played there. Nirvana did their rock and roll hall of fame reunion after that. Right. Like, uh, quicksand played there you know carcass played there like i got a neurosis played there like i gotta keep doing that shit too you know and i want to set the bar high i just like that's what i want to do and in order to balance the business right of also you know making us money we are a business right and also um setting that bar high i got to kind of balance things out and so i can't say yes to to just like everything or, or put things in 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 certain does that get me in trouble? Um, maybe, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, it gets me some snide looks or something like that, but like, that's the seat, you know, that's what it is. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. See, that's that's a mature take on a subject that I... I uh... Your job oh, 10 years ago, I probably wanted to fist fight everybody, okay. but like right. now I'm just, now I'm just like, just, to, I'm just like one walking callus on the earth. Yeah. Like you can't even <laughs> penetrate me. It's, callus it's totally, callus it's was fine. the exact word I thought of. I was like, yeah, yeah, Pat, like this is, this is akin to someone being like, Hey, uh, general manager of a sports team. Are you going to work over the summer to make things better? And then being like, yeah, that's my job. That's what you just did to Dave. Was like, hey man, is, is it sometimes a hassle dealing with bands? Do they get no, like mad uh, sometimes? Yes, man. Well, You're, yes, uh, that's right. Here's what I this mean. This is a WFAN of hardcore and stuff. I'm expect. I'm expecting this. You know. Well, here's the thing. It's just in New York, in particular. I think. I guess that's why I was asking. Is because you have to balance some very definite sensibility set in stone sensibilities that different ends of uh, uh new york guitar music have and vitus has done an impressive job and this i i guess is the is the crux of my question of being cool uh without being so niche that you you know names but there's a couple venues in major cities that died 
died early deaths because they were fixated on being the coolest venues in the world versus keeping the lights on. And then, of course, you have the other problem in so many places, which is there's no curation at all, no effort to be cool at all. And, and then that puts a place out of business because it's just, it just loses some some stature. But in New York, it just I guess what I'm saying is your job seems thankless from a distance. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, it, uh, to me, it's it's about being sort of like populist, right? And there's a lot of different cultures that like thrive in a place like New York um, that are that that is amazing. There's a big punk scene, right? Big hardcore scene, big metal scene, big uh, industrial scene, this big post-punk scene, a lot of these things all kind of have to walk together. But what I kind of usually run into, honestly, is that people are kind of just glad that it exists, which is incredible. Like, you know, based on like with the, you know, with the pandemic and like the Kickstarter we had and all this stuff, it was just kind of insane to think that something that you've done, like people give a shit about during this insane time in, in the world. Right. Um, that, that that's something that they're they're willing to just like support and care about right and it shows i think the place of art and music in people's lives and actually when you stop and think about it how important it is to them you know so i think that the answer to that is just that we we try and be pretty populist about it while trying to keep like a a good you know kind of level of just underground shows that we would like to see and sometimes it does pop into like you know more popular music territories, but we have to balance that. And it's not always like the easiest shit in the world to sort of do that, but it can't always be about me. Right. Like uh, if it was me at like Aranti Pazuzu would play like three times a week and like incendiary and I'd go home and it would be great. And then like, <laughs> that would be that, but that's not, you know, and like front two, four, two or something like, right. but I'm not the only person here. Right. And then we also have other people that we work with and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not just about um, creating everything yourself, you know, hopefully people see things in the place that they want to do. And hopefully you can just, you can also facilitate that and provide that for them, you know, and create like, you know, cool moments. And that's how like the momentum for the whole club really started, you know, going. It's like, yo, we got, you know, this really cool space and then this cool band plays and then two other cool bands want to play because they played and so on and so forth. Like if you're like a pop punk band and like, you know, the descendants played St. Vitus, why the fuck wouldn't you want to play it? Right. Right. Dead on. <laughs> you know, it's like when we had to kind of win those, those, those like battles early on, you know, Oh, that's like kind of the metal place. You can't like play that. I'm like, no, but it's great. We're like, you can use it too. It's fine. You know? Yes. There's skulls and blood everywhere too, but like, it's, <laughs> it's all right. You know? And we had to kind of do that. And at a certain point we kind of built this Venn diagram of like all of this stuff. And now I, I hope that it's just like an underground institution, kind of like the places I loved when I, when I grew up, you know, going to shows and stuff. Was yeah, that the Descendant show that. the first kind of like, holy fuck, what are we doing moment? Like, was that the first oh like, my really God. big, like, this is, I can't believe this is happening. And yeah. I actually was at that show. So if you can explain the whole story, if you can, because it's an, it's mm. a super interesting story that it went from like, riot fest on the east river to hot water music and descend showing up at your bar two hours later to play full sets yeah i mean like honestly that was a very difficult day in my life um <laughs> i'm glad that I, I tom i'm glad you enjoyed it it was fantastic um, one of the greatest shows I've ever uh, yeah see and that's dope and that's that's honestly 
that's the, what you do it for. But uh, all right, so Artie Shepard is good friends with Hot Water Music. They've toured together. Artie and Jason Black are in a band called Wed together too. Later on, they're really you know good friends. So I knew that Hot Water Music was playing um, Riot Fest, and so I told Artie, I was like, "Yo, hit up your boys and let's fucking." see if they can like do a show like late or something like that after the fest or whatever. Right. So already reaches out to them. They're like, Oh, we got like all this driving to do and stuff like that. It's just not going to work out End scene. All right, cool. So we have this band uh, playing great band called Judah G I U D A. Uh, yeah. Like kind of like this glammy oy band, like really? post punky, like super fucking good Italian. Yes. Yeah. I that exactly so they're like a really awesome band right and so i was psyched about it and people were excited for that show and uh i had like kind of set up the show and i had left the bar and i'm going to go you know meet up with my my girl to like you know eat dinner with some friends and uh i'm in a cab from greenpoint to williamsburg and all of a sudden i get like 20 text messages at people asking me is it real is this true like all this shit i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on like i have no i have zero idea of what's happening and so i i like text Artie. i'm like dude what's going what are you getting all these text messages like what the fuck is happening and he just is like um descendants in hot water music are loading back into the venue and i think there's about 500 people outside you should if you can could you please get back here like you, you should come back <laughs> oh. here right so uh, I get to, I, I, I like the cab pulls up to my apartment. I, I'm like, tell the cab dude, I'm like, all right, just wait for me. I got to go right back to where we we're going. It was like, all right, man. I was just like, just please wait for me. Right. <laughs> I walk upstairs and I'm like, I can't go to dinner tonight. My, my girl's going to kill me. She looks at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I tell her the descendants in hot water music just, loaded into St. Vitus. And I don't really know what's going on, but I have to go back there. And she was like, you got to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, she's like <laughs> ushering me out of the house. Like, come on, go. So I get into the cab and we're go. I'm like, like the cab's taking me down Manhattan Avenue to St. Vitus. And there are people like pre-Fontaine, like full running to St. Vitus <laughs> as I'm in the cab like this. And by the time I got there, there was like legit almost like 800 people plus outside, right? right. So I'm just playing crowd control and pretty much like breaking all of these people's hearts. And there's people from Brazil outside crying in front of the oh, fucking man. venue oh. and like all this stuff. Because what also happened is Riot Fest tweeted out like, hey, by the way, this is what's happening down the block. Because the show so got canceled like, because of weather. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I left that out. Yes. The reason the show didn't happen was because it got canceled because of weather. And Justin Skirty was backstage hanging out. And the, we talked to Hot Water before. So, like, this whole scheme got kind of hatched routine. Artie, Justin, Hot Water Music. And then the Descendants were like, hey, can we come play? And we're like, <laughs> Artie's like, yeah, right? <laughs> so it was just like this whole thing that was just going on. And it was so organic, right? Like, there's a lot of secret shows that we have that are like planned, right? Yes. And and that's that's cool. And they go a uh, lot less chaotic, maybe not not chaotic, but a lot less chaotic less. than that. Less is a but good word. That was yeah, less. But it was fucking insanity, right? So most of the time, I was outside with like crying foreign punk fans upset about like their whole experience you know uh but if you were if you were in there 
Tom, how was it? It was fucking – so our buddy Chuck was like I, – I showed up at the – I had tickets to the Riot Fest show and I was like, I don't care. I just want to see Hot Water and Descendants. So a friend of mine and we show up. We're like walking up to the gates and they're like, everyone turn around. The show is over. There's a huge like storm coming. So we go back to my house at Greenpoint. Chuck's like, you want to get to St. Vitus right now. The Descendants on Hot Water music are playing. And I go, all right, that's bullshit. But I'm going to go because even if it's hot water, it will be awesome. And I remember getting in there. I got there before like anyone else showed up. And so I just walked in. And then like Bill Stevenson walked by like carrying a bass drum. I was like, holy fuck, this is happening. And I literally mm-hmm. got a spot when you guys had the, 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 the couches in the back right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OG. I, I stood on that <laughs> and had the fucking – the only view. I have video. I, I taped the thing of like Milo forgetting the um, the uh, the the two like um, – whatchamacallit? The um, the all the just the, the, the things that he reads from, the hua hua, oh, hua, yeah, hua, yeah, yeah, yeah. thou shalt yeah, not yeah. commit, whatever. He's, he couldn't get through the crowd. So they crowd served him all the way through the entire room to the merch table. He picked those up. Like the two tablets, and then That's crowd so surfed back to the stage to be able to do the song. And they, they, you know, Hot Water played a full set. Descendants played like a full set. I was like, and it was free. You just had to show up. And and you know what? You know what was also so crazy about that night is that meanwhile Judah, we just gave them so much to drink, and they're downstairs, <laughs> and they're like, "This is the craziest shit like of our lives." Like, there's you know, Bill Stevenson and Milo, like that guy in the black flag shirt, after all sweaty, you know, yeah. after the set, he, 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 like, that's really his, you know, like that's, you know, <laughs> he's and wearing then, his own band like, shirt. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, but you're like, you're iron maidening right now. Like it's so hot. And so I was just like, Oh man. So like, like they're so fucked up, but they're like, Oh my God. They were like, we got to play. Right. And so we just like at, let everyone stay. Right. And, and we just like, just let it all ride. Like, fuck it. We pay you whatever. Right. These dudes went on afterwards and it was like 200 people just dancing for the rest of the night. Everyone was so fucking happy. But during the actual hot water descendants thing, I'm pretty much just, I just remember watching two songs and one of them was on the one and they're almost done. And I was just in the middle room and I just remember me feeling so still like, Oh my God, this is over. And everyone's just like losing it around me, but I'm just kind of like very like this, like, yeah. This is happening. It's like a fucking movie, but I'm just like exhausted. Like, holy shit, this is finally over. But that shit took like six months off my goddamn life. <laughs> but it also taught it that it also taught us a lot though, you know, kind of like how to pull it off, how maybe not to do it. Like, don't don't fucking say some shit because all of a sudden a thousand people might show up outside of your club, you know? Right. It was beautiful. It, we it worked. It didn't get shut down. We didn't get in trouble. It was like it was the total like you know like buzzer beater kind of fucking thing um and that one of one will never happen that way again you know yeah one hit thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know each week we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget and we decide if they brought the one hit thunder or nothing more than a one hit blunder Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. 
tag team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Was that the first, like, so that was what, like 2013 or so? Mm hmm. So you yeah. guys were only open for that was one years of, at that point. Yeah, that was one of definitely like the first bigger uh, ones. And we were starting to get like bigger, you know, metal bands to like come nice and play, obituary. like St. Vitus play, oh, yeah, obituary. Like we were getting like some, some really hot shit, like suffocation. Like, but then like this is just something obviously completely different, you know? And so, it was really cool and like that right there just like cemented the, the whole thing and then you know you get like saves the day rolling by at two in the morning to play all of through being cool or you get like texas you know reason. uh yeah texas is the reason and mineral and then frank turner happens to be in town and he opens for mineral for like no fucking reason right, right. and like right. these are the things that happen to me these are the phone calls i get and things you know we we continually just trying to keep that happening and also it's what the what music goers fans want right like we're always just thinking about that just to create something cool special you know a night to remember that's 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 my goal every time out you know there's a a promoter in tucson or uh, or lafayette right now that is so mad listening to this because new york obviously you uh it, it allows for a couple more uh, chance experiences like this that are awesome. Uh, I'm just thinking about if I was, if I was booking shows in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I was listening to you, I'd be like, Oh, I want to kill his ass. Oh, <laughs> like he's so yeah. best. Location, location, location. <laughs> no, um, we've always been, always yeah. been that, you know, oh, of we've course. Been- I mean, look, I, I completely understand that, like, uh, that that's the case. Right. And I admire, the people who do shows in in a lot of other places sometimes you know when i've been on tour i'm like how does hardcore exist here and then all of a sudden 100 kids show up to some fucking random ass place like i'm you know 30 miles outside of tennessee and you're like uh, nashville tennessee and you're like what you know i'm on tour with like ringworm and cancer bats and other people and like and i'm almost so impressed by that but like i grew up in the suburbs of long island playing like really weird sketchy places like all the time you know shout out to local seven so i I just am like i'm i'm just you know i'm i i can kind of like understand it but that was the game that i wanted to play like i said before i was enamored with the ideas of you know the malcolm mclarens in the world and like the even like the warhol factory stuff and even you know downtown you know dance music scenes like house and stuff like that all of this shit really like inspired me you know to to the cb stuff and and stuff like that that's kind of a given right but like all of that stuff i just i wanted to be that so if you want to be that you kind of got to go to places where you could potentially become it i think you know so i know that i have the advantage but i had to kind of get there so 
and if these guys don't have uh, any threads that they want to pull, I was. I, had I was. A few, but... Oh, well, why don't you go? <laughs> Tom, in? hit it. I want to go ask the question. You're like, and I'm cutting you off. Bob just sitting in the dark, just chilling, just being like, chilling. Yeah. Oh, Yo, I, I, I like was messing with How the light did, because I record in the dark. But go ahead. <laughs> I respect it. Yo, I just, and, and you know, club, I usually would be in the night, dark, but know? I feel bad. We have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> you heard front two four two, and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm turning it off." Um. Yeah. So, like, right. if you know, all right, I have two things that just two questions that I always I find this sort of stuff kind of fascinating. Um. One, how the fuck, like, what's the Nirvana call like? And, like, how much time in advance did you know? And so, I don't, are you guys familiar with the whole Nirvana thing? No, you got to give us the time? story. So, pretty much all oh, of is it Nirvana, me? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the living members of Nirvana <laughs> came to St. Vitus at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and played songs with, like, what was it, like, Jay Massis and Joan Jett and, like, played Nirvana songs for... 250 people or wherever, however many people in the fucking 225 people effort. on so the dot. One, <laughs> no, on the that, dot. 224 just to be safe. Just so I mean, like Dave Grohl's playing drums in your fucking place. So like, what? How the hell does that even happen? Uh, well, it was a really <laughs> that was a weird day. Um, so, but like, man, I've never been probably more nervous for like a week in my life. I don't think I, I think about people who keep like enormous secrets, you know, like who their job is to keep like enormous secrets. Like the nuclear. And I'm just like, how do you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? Like, it's it, like, there's some really in, intense stuff. Like, I, I, you know, and that's definitely for me, I'm like small potatoes, but right? I'm talking about like in the world, you know, like, wow, you're like carrying this really like loaded stuff. So basically, um, one day, I get a, a like a really like vague email about like, hey, do you have um, like a show this day? It was maybe like a month, three weeks out or no, a week out or so. No, a couple weeks out, more like three weeks out, like and whatever. It's like very soon I got this big party. It's going to be totally worth it. But it's not some like rando email. It's like from yeah. somebody that I know. Name um, brand, who, yeah, person. Yeah, somebody like I know who ended up transferring to uh, a job at William Morris. And I'm like, what is this motherfucker, you know, doing even talking to me, you know? And it was just very strange. And I tried to kind of like get get it out of – I'm like, so what is it? And I'm, uh, nothing. It was super evasive, right? So finally, dude calls me. And he's like, look, man. He's like, I could get in big fucking trouble for telling you this. But like, here's the fucking deal. It's Dave Grohl. It's the surviving members. Of, it's St. Vincent and Jay Maskis and Joan Jett and, and Kim Gordon. They're all singing. It's like all this. Right? And I'm like, all right. He's like, they're looking at a bunch of places. Right. But like, w- you know, whatever. And I was just like, whoa, holy shit. I was like, yo, we're in uh, whatever. Right. So then we kind of like hang up the phone and all of a sudden, Artie hits me up and George, hit, uh, I think both of them are Artie hits me up. He's like, dude, I think I got something truly insane that just happened to me. And I just wrote back Nirvana question mark. And he's like, dude, how the fuck did you know? So behind the scenes, our friend uh, Denise, um, who's like an amazing like editor and, and video stuff. She's shout out to Denise Kariki. She's done stuff for like King Diamond and like tons of huge metal bands. Right. Uh, like, yeah, super cool. She worked with people who are part of like Dave's like crew, 
who like did like all, all of his like filming and stuff like that. And so she had been in the ear, like suggesting like, Hey, St. Vitus is a really cool I think would really like it. Cause he like loves metal, you know, and it's named after, you know, like a metal band that he loves, you know, he's right. from DC. Right. Yeah. And so she was kind of like over here on, in this channel, like kind of doing stuff. Right. And so finally we were like, Oh dude, holy shit. This got more legs. Like we got a couple more, um, you know, like kind of like uh, irons in the fire, maybe than other places. I mean, like, what what is this? You know. So finally, it was like, dude, the tour manager's going down already in Georgia there, and he's just going to go check the place out, right? He takes, you know, this is, and I'm paraphrasing this, so already in Georgia, if I'm wrong about it, you know, whatever. But he goes in, he rolls through, he takes one look at the place, and he calls Dave, and he's like, I think that we got this spot. You're going to love this place. This is where you want to hang out. Like this, like, let's do this. I hangs up the phone and that was it. And mm -hmm. so we were just sitting there for like a week and it was like, you know, an invite thing. It was like their after party or whatever, you know? Right, the rock and, um, and it, yeah. yeah. And it was crazy. It was like the people in the crowd were crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's two in the morning and Butch Vig is standing outside of your like club, you know, it's like totally insanity. Like it's just bananas stuff. They're not my friends. They're his friends, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was really like wild. It, it was one night, but it was a, a night that truly changed pretty much everything for us because it just put us on a map in a completely different way. Right. It's like not quite just your, like, like a, a hardcore show that was right. really big or a punk show and stuff. It's like, all of a sudden we're like in Rolling Stone and shit and people are like, what is this place? You know? And like, Crazy. whatever have you. So it was, yeah, it was so shout out to Groly changed, you know, my whole game pretty much changed my life, you know? So, um, and, and what an amazing camp too, like super cool. Like awesome. man, you know, people out there learn something from that motherfucker too. You could be nice, you know, <laughs> and be, and be awesome. Yeah, be nice. So <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So, have you um, oh. it was, it was really, something like you know ra rather obviously unforgettable and yeah it just yeah it changed a lot how much sure. did you get punished that night from people like yo can i get in it was about the next day because it was in the middle of the night and like oh, no, one, no knew one really it. knew but i woke oh, up wow. i woke up with like hatred <laughs> you know <laughs> um but it but and and also and also like wow you fucking did it it's a lot of those too you know but it was it, it is what it is it was really it was tough to deal with and i some you know talking about it now maybe it would have changed a couple of things of like being so uptight about it but at that stage in my life too i was a lot more green about it as well like i was just like wound like this fucking like so tight like about everything i'd right. be like hey dave what are you eating for breakfast i'm like i don't know like I just don't, I just was like, oh, so uh, you know that was that was definitely uh, a, a big relief when it was done and we pulled it off. And in fact, in relation to like the Descendants thing, like all of a sudden a thousand people didn't just show up outside, right? Like we just wanted to pull it off, like uh, and not like you know potentially I don't know you know just just screw up this great thing, you know. So it was it was it was weird, man, but uh, also like amazing. Yeah. So uh, my last thing, please. I prepped Dave for these. So it's, we have, yeah, yeah. We have this is the Tom's just Tom's. Thank you for protecting me from Pat, Patrick's thread that he's pulling on. <laughs> so have there been trouble. any other like wild ass shows that were like about to happen that ended up not happening for whatever reason? Because yeah, I quite honestly, it's come to a point that it's like if a band is playing Madison Square Garden, invariably someone tells you. 
they're playing Vitus at 2 a.m. Like, it'd be fucking Judas <laughs> Priest. Everyone's got, like, the, like, yeah, they're going to do, like, an off thing. And a lot of times it happens, like, the Refused and bands like that. But, like, have there been anything that you're, like, this close to being, like, Faith No More was going to roll through. And then they decided last minute that Mike was hungry or, you know, or whatever. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there was a couple that ended up happening, but then I, I lost them along the way. First one was actually Quicksand. Shout out to Quicksand, man. New, 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 new song today. I'm loving it, Walter. I fucking love you, bro. Uh, and and Sergio and 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 I mean, just what a band, right? I like, I fucking love them, right? So uh, I'm Incredible. I'm like working on getting them, working on getting them, and I'm like, fuck, I think we have them. And already played in a band with with Walter, right? So there's that connection, and that is like the connection. That's the only reason, like, I kind of know him, and you know, he 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 did like a, a solo residency when we first opened up because of Artie and stuff. So like, we had this affinity, and then it's like one day, man, if we could get Quicksand, holy shit! So I, I thought that like I had the deal done, but then it was like at the end of the tour, and it was leave one of his kids' birthdays right at the end there and he had to do like a family thing and he could not play that show and it just in my mind i'm like i lost it and it's never coming back and it was <laughs> like so bummed you know but then they ended up playing fucking new year's eve and spraying champagne everywhere while they played phaser and uh that was even better so sometimes i try not to get too emotional about the things that like i lose because i've seen them come back around again the other one that was like devastating to me in the in the moment was uh i had killing joke booked on valentine's day and uh i was just like man i'm a fucking i'm gonna i'm gonna sing love like blood in my own fucking club and like (laughs) weep on valentine's day like a dressed in all black being like just a mope in the corner uh watching jazz coleman freak out just being excited you know about that scenario and then it didn't happen and then one of them got sick and i was like oh man like you know this is never gonna happen and then that ended up happening like years later shout out to jody for that which was amazing she still remembered that like i was down to do it so it was like a very um you know, there's stuff like that, that, you know, I, I thought like cut in most, but then there's stuff that just like kind of slips through your fingers, you know, at a, at a certain time or whatever, or like just the, the priorities just don't meet or whatever. And that's just is what it is, you know? Um, and, and I, you know, I try and ask everybody, you know, I try and wait for the, when the moment's right and, and just be like, okay, time to strike like a Cobra and see if I could get something crazy, you know? And sometimes it's happened on accident (laughs) like one time um i asked neurosis uh, i talked to sumac's agent right aaron turner's band sumac was on tour with neurosis and i was like yo uh, you know uh, talk to neurosis agent sumac's agent i'm like yo what if we added a vitus date you know underplay after you sell out like warsaw or something like i know it's gonna happen you know and i put it in their ear right and somewhere somehow somebody wrote it like like wrote it down right and it ended up being published on brooklyn vegan (laughs) and then and then yeah so like the show was like announced right and i had no idea so then all of a sudden the other promoters like yo what the fuck like i never knew about this i'm like i just suggested it i never tried to make the deal happen you know but then like everybody was just sort of down so it ended up happening anyway, which was like the most, I'm like, I'm like, 
this is great. This is like maybe Vitus is becoming sentient and like we could just like let this happen. I won't have to work again. But uh, <laughs> it was that was hysterical because I'm just sitting there like hungover as fuck, honestly, that day. Just like, what the fuck is going on? I got all these calls and shit, you know, because people just like thought I've sort of fucked up. But it was just kind of a miscommunication thing that happened. Right. Yeah, right. But yeah, so it's it's all sorts of weird ways. And I just hope to, you know, like find the the right moment that like a cool band would would want to do that that's a little bit bigger they don't really have to play our room ever so, so shout out to them for shout wanting to, to for you sure. know uh, yeah big time Pat, what so you got? i i i guess we'll uh use this opportunity to to let you just get off what you want to get off like you, oh yeah talk? i'm gonna i'm gonna make a live announcement on axagram we're gonna do it is this is like a this is like a new thing. I'm, I'm trying it out here, but, um, so yeah, let me see here. So hard, hardcore podcast. We have yes, to sir. think of, of the right band and, you know, I've been working in the shadows a lot. Um, just, you know, trying to, trying to book bands. And so happy to report that Boston's favorite sons, Caven will be performing at St. Vitus December 1st and December 2nd. This is the first time that we're saying this stuff. Shout out to Pike and to Brodsky and all those guys for getting it done. Um, one of my favorite bands of that era, they truly blew my mind when I was a kid, when they went from, you know, obviously being more of a metallic hardcore band, you know, until your heart stops level. And then all of a sudden Steve Brodsky is like pulling out fucking like ray guns and stuff <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and do, and, you know, in the middle of big riff and blowing my little like 14 year old mind at the long Island zoo <laughs> shout out. Um, but that right there just like really kind of changed my, a, a lot of my, my trajectory as like a hardcore kid and watching those guys kind of like grow into different sorts of musicians. So I'm super psyched to have cave in. We've never had them before. It's December 1st and December 2nd. And for Axe to Grind listeners, Ooh. we're doing a special pre-sale. So on Tuesday, when this um, exact day is that? 29th. What's, what's the date? June 29th. Yeah, on, on June 29th at 10 a.m. when this comes out, we're doing a pre-sale. So if you go to sanfitusbar.com, you go to the cave-in tickets, there'll be a pre-sale. You enter the code Axe to Grind. We're releasing 50 tickets per show. For Axe to Grind listeners, so if you love Caven as much as I do yeah. and how they broke my little feeble 14-year-old <laughs> mind, go get those tickets. Come hang out. It's going to be an amazing show. Fuck yes. Yeah, Everybody, that's incredible. D- do us the kindness of not making us look like fools. Fill that fucking list. Yeah, sell that out. People, you can fill that list. <laughs> yeah, fill that list. Not the guest list. The pre-sale. No, everyone's paying for tickets in 2021. yeah that's the one that we're looking for and uh also you know um when this this airs you know um the friday before we were putting incendiary on sale you know it's a big boat to fill elsewhere it's a great club seeing you know russian circles there power trip there really you know good bands uh an independent club absolutely love the ownership and everything that they're doing there so super happy to to you know be doing that there and uh i think that that'll go pretty quick but hope you know if this is out, go get some tickets for Incendiary and God's Hate, man. And Age of Apocalypse. boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sheehan was, Sheehan was, well, that's November 5th. Sheehan was all in on Age of Apocalypse. Just like They sound like a Brooklyn band. And he, and Jack is a, is a, is a, I'm a, I'm a band member with Jack from Age of Apocalypse. So, 
and we we may or may not yeah. know about some big news for Age of Apocalypse, so you're going to want to get them on your radar. Um, everybody, yes. that show is huge. I really think I'm looking right now at SaintVitusBar.com. If you're somebody who lives in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, even out to PA, like, look, we got we got lots of listeners all across the Northeast. I'm willing to bet a good amount of you have been to St. Vitus before. If you haven't, you need to get yourself to a show there. Uh, Dave, you're on with us. So I, I am saying this because you're here, but I'm also saying this because it's real. Best room in New York. The best shows I've been to in the last, I don't know, 15 years have been at Vitus. So, um, and what I love most is that I'm seeing like the coolest mix. I'm seeing this show Sunday, November 7th, the exhumed creeping death bewitcher enforced show. Like you mentioned that inner arma show Friday. No, like, dude, there's so much going on. The Acacia strain, Kublai Khan, Orthodox show mon- Monday, November 8th. Like, and it's, a, Oh, that's two nights, Tuesday too. Yeah. They're, they're doing different records. Yeah. Our, but, uh, yeah, one's like Wormwood, and yeah, yeah, one's like Wormwood. All of Wormwood is, uh, I think, the ninth and the eighth. It's like two different records they're doing. They're doing Slow Decay and like one other, but yeah, so they're kind of switching it up, which is really cool. Yo, so shout out, uh, everybody should go to stvitusbar.com, check out the shows that are up there now, keep an eye on it, go to the socials. Um, I'm just impressed, Dave. Thanks for taking some time and chilling with us. Uh, Thank you for the birthday present. My birthday is December 1st. Thank you, Axe to Grind listeners, for going and supporting it. Go to see Caven. If you've never seen Caven, you're in for a true treat. If you have seen, yeah, if you have seen Caven, there's a chance you haven't seen him in a room that one is the size of Vitus, two has the sound of Vitus. So get in there. Uh, you, you will not regret it. Fact. Thank you, Dave. Thank you guys for having me. I love the podcast. Thank you. Yo, everybody. It's Koyo, live on Axe to Grind. Welcome to Axe to Grind. My name is Bob. Joining me today is Long Island's own Koyo. Uh, guys, will you introduce yourselves? Surely. Uh, I'm Joey. I sing. I'm TJ. I'm Spanos. I play bass. I'm Mike. I play guitar. I'm Harold. Uh, I'm Sal and I play drums. Guys, how's it going today? Feeling good? Someone, good. Yeah. Uh, Joey, you get to yeah. be the man. Come sure. right up. I'll be the guy. You'll be the guy. Overall, all is very well. Happy to be doing something uh, even remotely normal after a lot of abnormal. Yes. So, speaking of, this is a weird question, but there's a few bands who have actually become relevant in my life, in the things we listen to, in hardcore in general, as far as bands who exist matter but have not played a show that's you happy to be that thank you (laughs) (laughs) you have stayed busy though people care that's a good sign what do you have coming up right now or maybe we'll be coming up very soon sure so uh in terms of what we have done just in summary for the sake of bumping so we dropped an ep called painting words in the lines right as the pandemic started so if you haven't heard it that's what's good. Uh, we also did an acoustic EP called The Short Beach Sessions. It was like a live thing that we literally did at a, a remote beachside cliff uh, <laughs> near right. our fucking home. So, you know, that was, that was kind of dope, a way to stay busy. And then post that up to where we're at now, we've been recording a, a new EP. 
with our friend Chris Reaney at Shellshock Audio on Long Island. And uh, it's going to be coming out on Triple B at some point in the next few months. Triple B. I'd love to hear that. All right. We could go through normal band stuff, but I try to keep it a little lighter on these. I think That's it's cool. fun. Um, Joey, you're going to take this first one. Surely. What type of car do you drive? I drive a, uh, a 2015 Hyundai Elantra. Okay. So I have some questions for you regarding... Do you like your car? I like my car, but I miss my first car more, which was a 2004 Hyundai Santa Fe. A maroon one with a dope dent in the front. I miss it dearly. What color is the new one? Gray. Okay. Oh, man. This has no personality. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Would you trade the 2015 Hyundai for a small airplane? At this immediate point in my life, that would seriously inconvenience me. So I'd have to say no. But generally speaking, I'm inclined to say yes. But you're saying no for right now? Yes. In the okay. immediate no. <laughs> for a tractor, but it goes very fast. 65 miles per hour. How's the mileage? Like in terms of gas? Probably pretty shitty, right? Uh, yeah, we're going uh, 10 city, 15 highway. Yikes. Yeah, that's that terrible by comparison. So I... But I'm going to say yes, because that's kind of dope to have. Yeah, dope, dope, fa- <laughs> fast tractor. Yeah. You'd be, you know what it is? Long Island is a place much like the Jersey Shore, where locals can become celebrities for one unique weird thing. Oh, you're, you're tractor man, so yeah. I like that. I, I love those parallels, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, <laughs> we already know a tractor man. Uh, Stony Brook has a tractor man. His name's Michael Kennedy. It's our friend John Kennedy's brother, the OG Wait, tractor Harold, man. Harold? Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about tractor man. Oh God, I I could say a lot about Jackson. Man. Uh, does anybody want to jog my memory with a story, oh, like a good one? Oh, I mean, chicken you coop. can literally chicken coop, chicken oh, coop. God. <laughs> tell, you tell chicken coop. Oh, you You're better with that coop. one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how how is uh within reason? How's graphic vulgarity on here? Does that mean assume Absolutely reasonable? Absolutely encouraged. So uh, when we were. In the worth prefacing, all of us included and all of our extended friends, most of us have been friends our entire lives. We've had a close-knit circle pretty much forever, uh, which is what's dope about this band. So when we were in middle school, uh, we became friends with this kid, John, who we're still friends with to this day. And he has uh, a twin sister and two older brothers. And his older brother, Michael, uh, one time our friend Lee, uh, showed up to John's house after school to hang out. And... Didn't know what was going on upstairs, so he walks up the stairs to enter John's room, which was shared between his brothers, Michael and Andrew, and uh, <laughs> Lee opens the door, and Michael, completely naked, turns over, and his dick flops, apparently mm-hmm. quite large, uh, flops over onto his side, and he goes, hey, Lee, I, have a, I didn't know you were here. How's it going, man? <laughs> Lee, horrified, sprints downstairs, traumatized, uh, and the only way Lee described it is, he turned over in his big, floppy, chicken coop cock just fucking slammed onto his leg and he was just absolutely terrified so that's Tractor Man yeah. what about when his mom left him that's my favorite story I can't tell oh, that yeah, one no, no, no that story that's shit, heartbreak man. I'm broken hey, heart not that not on this Joey one no two left would you trade the 2015 Hyundai for Tank but you have to attend a local parade with it once a month forever is the parade just to celebrate the tank? No, no. Or just various various parade of activities. Fourth of July, Halloween parade, Thanksgiving that, Day. That seems worthy. That, You're doing I, it? I, I'd okay. do that. For a tank? Tank's kind of dope. And finally, would you trade your car for a three-bedroom house in your town, but you also have a horse who lives in one of the bedrooms? <laughs> in a heartbeat. Stony Brook for life, man. Absolutely. No, okay. <laughs> 
All right. Does um, the horse got Bluetooth? <laughs> yeah. who, is my, who is my dude for food on Long Island? Oh, probably, I'd, I'd probably say Harold. Probably Harold, come on up. What would you say is the best type of food you can get in Long Island? Best type? Pizza. Okay. Where am I getting the best pizza in Long Island? Solomio and Stony Brook. Okay, what's what am I ordering? Or Amici and Selden. Yeah, it depends on what you want. If you want a proper slice of pizza, Solomio, if you're a specialty slice guy and that's your shit, which is niche, yeah. but some are, then I'd say I'd say Amici's. I'm gonna say if you're going to Solomio, you're getting a plain slice, you're getting a Sicilian slice. You're getting a Manhattan special. What's the Manhattan special? Oh, it's espresso soda. You never had a Manhattan special? No. Oh, God. Dude. Yeah, it's really? the best drink of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, also, huge respect to Roses in Huntington. Oh, yeah. Oh, roses yeah. in Huntington. Eh, it's, it's good. It's good. I respect it. Respect on the pizza. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who is a sports guy? That would definitely be Harold again. Also, yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you feel more like right now? Do you feel more like a New York Yankee or a New York Met? A Met. Is He's it a Red Sox fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. Whoa, Born and okay. raised on Long Island, but I'm a Red Sox fan. How did that happen? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> it's a private affair? No, nah, it's like, it's, I was just born and raised a Red Sox fan. Yeah, right. It's kind of weird. Okay, um, let's see. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Uh, name, sorry. TJ. TJ, come on up. <laughs> Into the mic, buddy. TJ, how do you feel about your hair today? Uh, I think it looks good. I think so, too. I think my hair is generally stylish. <laughs> I agree. He's not wrong. I think you're a good-looking guy. Good hair. Thank you. All right. Joey, you got to close us out here. Come on surely, up. Surely, surely. Fire away. Your band, Koyo, is transported to a woodlands fantasy, and you are now all different types of animals. Tell me what kind of animal each member is and why. So, the reality is, I really think we'd all be gorillas. <laughs> think a single person wouldn't be a gorilla i i we we really we love gorillas as a band we we embrace gorillas almost in like a we want to emulate them culturally in like every sense we want to be like gorillas in every possible way in our lives so i think as much as i'd like to diversify and give everyone a, a selective role i really think we would all be gorillas without a doubt everybody this is koyo <laughs>
Let 